Welcome to Unmute Yourself, the podcast. I'm Nancy Medoff, author, speaker, and coach. And I'm Beth Knaus, creative copywriter and the owner of That's a Spade Copywriting Services. We are done being polite and ready to get real about confidence, boundaries, and self-respect, both personally and in the workplace. Beth and I first met when we collaborated on the best-selling communication handbook for women, Unmute Yourself and Speak Up to Stand Out. Now we are amplifying our message and taking it on the road with Unmute Yourself, the podcast. Warning, there may be, no, who are we kidding, will be some adult content. We have a bullshit button and we're not afraid to use it. So buckle up, buttercups, because here we go. Go. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. How are you? I'm fabulous. How about you? We're back. We are back after a hiatus. I don't think our listeners knew that we had a hiatus because we are so organized. We record these ahead of time. That's right. That's right. We, we're, we have game on most of the time. <laughs> game on. Are you referring to my gaming headphones? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so we're both back after a little hiatus and we looked at some of our demographics for our podcast listeners that's I'm right. Gonna steal from, I'm going to steal from um, Glenn and Doyle and call them our pod squad. I just pod love that. Squad. Yeah, that's a our good pod one. Squad. You like that? Yes, very much so. So Beth, how many countries are we in? Oh, gosh. At least three others besides our own. Four. Four? Wow. Four. Uh-huh. Nice. We are so global. We are so global. We are global. And if you're from Iceland and you're listening, we love you. Send us an email. Tell us who you are. I don't know how we ended up in Iceland, but I love it. Iceland. Iceland. Amazing. Portugal. 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 And the UK. And Canada. And Canada. Oh, my gosh. We have Canucks. We have Canucks calling in. We have Canucks. We have Canucks. Yep. And we have men and women, right? Yeah. Almost an even amount, which I think we really like. You think? I love it. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great. I think it's prove it proves our theory that men feel what women feel, but they do it anyway. And that's the difference, right? They do not let it hold themselves back. Yes. I think it also shows, though, since we do talk a little bit about topics that lean more towards women, that there must be men who are listening because they want to know what to do in those situations, because we we tend to expect others to have ESP. You don't? <laughs> Sometimes, but then I have to remind myself that not everybody has ESP like me. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> totally agree. Totally agree. So. Um, so we have, we feel that it's time to share with our pod squad the meaning behind, hey, girl, hey, did we do that in the beginning? We did. Did we do it in the beginning? I think we did. I okay. Think we did. Well, you know, the, the issue is I got called out by my own kid, by my own daughter, excuse me, my own kid. You always say kid. It's so funny. Um, So tell me, what was that about? So she said to me, I don't understand why you start every podcast saying, Hey girl, Hey. And I said, Oh, well, if you don't know, there must be other pod squatters out there who don't know. So we probably should just revisit one more time because new people have joined us along the way. Right. Doesn't mean they've listened to all of them. So 
Um, so the story, long story short, is that Nancy and I had uh, worked at an event and we were waiting to get some um, stipends for some side things that we had done there. And the people who were running the program just were kind of delayed. And we had to nudge a couple of times. And uh, one of them answered me back and said, hey, girl, hey sorry, I didn't, you know, get to this and that. And I said to Nancy, if one more person, hey, girl, hey's me without, you know, stepping up and supporting me or, you know, doing what they're supposed to do, I'm going to lose my mind. So it's kind of this sarcastic, snarky joke we have that we start with, hey, girl, hey. Well, it, yes. And it did not start snarky. It started funny because I started teasing you and saying, hey, girl, hey, every time we would talk. So and actually, I think it's kind of fun. But and then after you after that happened, I realized how many times I do that, which is funny. Um, but it brings up the topic of are women walking the talk and are they really doing everything they can to support other women? And um, this might be an unpopular, uh, uh, unpopular opinion. I believe that they are. And I grew up in corporate America and I grew up in a mostly male dominated country, country um, company. And I did not experience, I mean, of course there were some women that were just bitchy or, you know, kind of maybe tried to take credit for other stuff. I don't think that's a female only thing. And I think it is time for women to stop whining about this. So I was on a panel about a year ago maybe a year and a half. And one of the women on the panel panel was older ish, like myself, she's a little older than me. And she came up with the Madeline Albright quote, which is there's a special place in hell for women who don't support other women. And I, it was everything I could do to not roll my eyes because I believe that is so overused. Madeline Albright said this like 50 years ago. So I'm not Pollyanna and I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm saying talking about women tearing down other women hurts all women. And if you're being torn down by other women in your circle, it's time to leave that circle. So, you know, I think it's choose your tribe as we talk about in the book, choose them wisely and surround yourself with people who wouldn't tear you down and would not tear anyone down. So I, you know, I say that at the risk of sounding a little Pollyanna about it, um, and at the same time, I believe uh, I'm calling. Oh, I was going to say I'm calling bullshit, but we don't have the bullshit button. Oh, how do we not oh. have it? Well, it's in the closet. I, I'll get it for the next one. But um, so in summary, I think you need to choose your tribe and choose them wisely. And, and you know, uh, that's the, the that's the deal is look at who you're spending your time with. And if they don't support you. <clears throat> maybe look for a new company, maybe look for a new tribe, maybe look for a new network, whatever the case may be. What right. do you think that? Um, I think you're correct. I think that many times when we get into those situations that make us feel bad or uncomfortable, it it's, it's harder work to remind ourselves that we have choices, that we don't have to stay and tolerate it, right? I mean, how many times you hear us say, well, maybe so-and-so was just having a bad day, or maybe, you know, I don't know what they're dealing with or whatever, you know, and everybody gets pissy once, but, you know, if it continues, if it's continuous behavior, you're also continuously showing up to deal with the behavior. So that's the first thing I want to say. And the second thing is, you know, there's a little piece of that 
are you also advocating for yourself? Because people are going to treat you the way that you treat yourself as well. Not that it makes it okay for them not to advocate for you either way, but are you advocating for yourself, respecting yourself, standing up to speak out, you know, all the things that we talk about all the time. But if you're going to treat yourself like a doormat, you can't really expect that much more from other people, right? Totally. You know, you just said something. You said choose network choices, I think is what you said. And what I heard was choose who you network with. And I think that's really key, particularly for people who are just starting out in business or just starting out in their career. Every contact is not a good contact. And I'll give you an example. We talked about this earlier. Back during the pandemic, I was contacted by a woman who ironically is a women's empowerment coach or something along those lines. And she wanted me to do a summit with her and she wanted me to do it for free, which back during the pandemic, I used to get a lot and that's okay. And she wanted me to do it on a Sunday. And I, I was floored. I'm like, what, what do you mean? You want me to, you, A, you want me to work for free and B, you want me to give up a Sunday to go do this for free. And it was virtual. And I remember thinking to myself, I, I turned her down and I remember I was really proud of myself for sticking to my boundaries. I just said, I do not work on Sundays. I don't work on Sundays. I will not work on a Sunday. If there's an event and there's a Sunday night reception, that's one thing, but no, Sunday is my day. Anyway, and I remember she hit me up on LinkedIn to connect later and I didn't, I'm like, no, this is not somebody, we don't have shared values. I don't like her approach to doing business. I don't feel like she is going to help me or lift me up. I don't mean, I don't mean in a way that I would use her, but I mean, you know, rising boats lifts all tight what rising water lifts lifts rising water lifts all boats i want to surround myself with people who are going to help all of us elevate and i did not feel that she did that so i turned her down on linkedin and i was kind of proud of myself so i I love that that you can choose your network and not all contacts are good contacts that's right and that goes back to i mean we discussed this and I, i love how we started with certain topics and they're going to continue to come up but it's all about politeness, right? Oh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings if I don't connect with them on LinkedIn. If they're not right for you, they're not right for you. You're not, you know, arranging for a picnic. You're choosing who you're, you know, networking with. I think that's tough. I, I, yes, I, I think that's a good point. And I think it's also when you come to the realization that this person, <clears throat> it could be a mentor, it could be a colleague, it could be this person is not helping me get where I want to go. And that I say it and I, I feel like it sounds a little cutthroat and that's not my intent. My intent is, you know, to choose your tribe, choose your personal board of directors. Are these people going to be able to help you grow? That's really what I'm talking about is, will they help you grow? Are they, you know, they don't have to be older than you. They can be younger than you. Will they help you? Will they help you push your own personal boundaries? Will they help you get out of your comfort zone? Will they give you good advice? Will they model the behavior that you want? I mean, there's a lot to look at when you're looking at who you surround yourself with. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I think it goes the other way too, right? Like you want to be a part of a tribe with someone that you know that you can help in some way. Yeah. Right. What was that quote we were talking about earlier that you had? It was, um, um, I have it right here. It is, it was a quote I read by Tanae Edwards, T E N E. We must find the courage to leave the table if respect is no longer being served. 
It's funny, you know, I, I think, and I'd love to hear from our podcast listeners. I think when most people hear that, they think female, male. If you're not being respected, if you're a female and you're not being respected by the men at the table, it's time to leave. I don't think about it that way at all. What, what was your initial thought when you thought when you first heard that? Um, well, I mean, now that I'm, you know, woke after helping you write the Unmute Yourself book, I, of course, just thought like the table could be anybody. Anybody could be disrespectful. Um, and really, it's your choice. Are you going? Are you empowered enough? Are you confident enough? Do you advocate for yourself strongly enough that you can get up and say, you know what? Thank you for your time. This is no longer serving me. I'm finding I'm finding another table or I'm starting my own table. I really like that. I'm finding another table or starting my own. Love it. You know, because you think about, you know, when I think about my closest circle of, let's say, work colleagues, they've changed every few years. You know, there are some, and I, I would call it my personal board of directors, which we also talk about in the book, but um, they change. There, there's maybe one or two that I've had my whole life, but other than that, it changes and I think it changes based on circumstance and based on priority and based on, to, to my earlier point, how you're growing and how much you're growing. And if you keep staying at that same table, first of all, you run the risk of groupthink. And that to me is very deadly, is aligning yourself only with people who think the same way that you think and who have the same goals that you have. That That's not what I'm advocating for. I'm advocating for aligning yourself with the people who can help you make your vision become a reality. Right. And I, I think you need a balance, right? Like you need a couple people that you know that you're going to be able to help, or maybe you can help everybody, but you don't want to be the only person who's with nine other higher level mentors because, you know, those of us, even if you're the most confident, at, you're going to have a day where you're like, what am I doing with all these people? They're all ahead of me. But if you have, you know, a nice balance and you know that you're giving back, you're getting some advice, you're giving back. It's I think the balance is good. You know, I tried to find a um, like it. Remember when mastermind was the big word du jour a couple of years ago? I know there are still masterminds happening and I think they're very powerful. I'm not denigrating mastermind, but this was when they first came out. I remember thinking to myself, I want to get into a very, you know, me, I'm like, I want to get into a very high level mastermind. I want CEO level or above. And it was very difficult to find. It was very difficult to find because, you know, how do you, how do you break into a group that you want to emulate? Or how do you break into a group that's already there? Or, you know, that, that I struggled with that. So I built my own. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't build my own mastermind, but I rebuilt my my personal board of directors specifically for where I am now, which is very different than where I was five years ago. I, I think that's super important. You know, the other thing you mentioned, I don't know if it was during this podcast or when we were talking earlier, was, um, you know, some younger, oh, you it was during the podcast, people that you can mentor as well. So, you know, that obviously is incredibly important. You always want to make sure you're mentoring and giving back. I find many times that the younger women that are in my group or my, you know, my, my colleagues, they will educate me so much on what I don't know is happening with how they're thinking, you know, first of all, with the language, because I, I, I just can't even, I don't even, I, the memes, I don't get half of them, but that's fine. 
um, the language, uh, but really what's important to them. And if I, if my, if my job and my role is to help empower women, it's all women. So what are the, what are the younger women facing and what's important for them? Is it student debt? Is it the uncertainty of a hybrid work environment? Is it, you know, I think we can learn from them. We learn a lot from the people that are younger than us. If we open the door and open the opportunity for them to educate us. Yeah, I agree. And I am quite often either texting or calling my daughters who are 25 and 27 and saying, hey, what does this thing mean? Or if I'm feeling feisty, I will look it up and find out what it means and then call them up and you know use it in a conversation to see if I'm using it in the right frame of reference. And then they'll be like, mom, did you really just say that thing? Where did you learn that? And I'm like, that's right. I know the I lingo. Have- that's right. Urban dictionary. Urban dictionary. Cool- <laughs> yeah, for I know sure. What the cool kids are saying. For sure. Um, <clears throat> so I think if we're talking about personal board of directors, we should probably talk about a sponsor versus a mentor as well. Um, because there's a big difference. And um, I'd love to hear what you think about this outside of the corporate environment, because my background is the corporate world. You know, I was a corporate executive for 25, 30 years. Um, And I'd love to hear from an entrepreneur's perspective, the difference. So from a corporate perspective, you have people that mentor you and then you have people that sponsor you. The people that sponsor you will open doors for you physically, physically or they don't just coach you. They will go out of their way to open a door for you. They will get your name on a list for uh, promotions. They will introduce you to very important people. They will actively open a door for you. That's the difference. Mentor will help you and coach you. These people go out of their way to, to actively open the doors. So from an entrepreneur's perspective or from a professional or a, a business owner's perspective, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think there's a difference between a sponsor or a mentor? Or what, do, what do you think a sponsor would look like in that kind of environment? So that's a really great question because I don't hear those terms really in the circles. However, I, for one, have had friends who say to me, I know someone who's starting out. I guess this is a good example. I know some friends who are starting out as a, as a writer if, can I connect them with you so you can talk to them and they can pick your brain a little bit? And I always say, yes, yes, of course. Um, and I will do that and I will get on a call and I will give them any resources I know. Do I go to clients and say, hey, I, you know, I don't, or potential clients or, you know, people that wanted to hire me, but I wasn't the right one. Will I pass someone like that on? Not necessarily if I don't know what their work is like first, but I love to be a really great referral source for people. So, you know, if I do talk to somebody and I do know that they're, you know, experienced and they're in a different niche than me, by all means, I am always, you know, one-to-one introduction, you know, via email, I'll introduce people. Or if I don't have the bandwidth to take on a project, I will, you know, refer somebody. I have no problem connecting people. I think that when you're someone who works for yourself, one of the ways that you distract from the fact that you're a one-man show is that you have this, you have kind of like a team, right? It's not a tribe or a board of directors, but you have this kind of like outside support of other experts and professionals that you can bring in and connect like that. 
That's a yeah. That's a great example. That's a great example. It's your it's your resource network, really. Um, yeah, that's a really great example. What else around walking the talk do you think our listeners would want to hear about or talk about? Because this is this is a big one. This, it's a big one. Because the Hey Girl Hey has stuck with us right. for what two years, right? Because it res it really resonated. I'm like, you're right. You, you're right. If I hear one more Hey Girl Hey, and then you know they become pixie dust, like it it's 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 an issue. I think. Right, right. Um, so I think we have to look at like, and I can talk from my own experience. I'm going to be a little vulnerable here. You know, I haven't always worked as a writer. I've been doing this for about five years. And when I first came on the scene into all of the networking and things, there's a lot of writers out there. And of course, I was like, this isn't what I've always done. This isn't what my education is in directly. And I need to just kind of focus on myself and take care of myself. And I wasn't somebody who'd like initially have one-on-one -on -one calls with other writers. And it took me a while to realize that not every writer wants the same clients or does the same level of work. Like everybody's got their own thing, right? Everybody's got their own voice, their own style. You know, once you know who your client base is, I feel like once you're in business and get established and a little bit comfortable, then you know your stuff. And then you can say, you know what? That other person's great at writing this. I'm going to send this person over there because I can't do them, you know, I can't do them justice. And it's okay to say that, right? You have to own where your limits and boundaries are so that you have open space for the clients you can serve best and pass other people on to, you know, other professionals who can serve them better than you, you could. Which go, which goes back to confidence and clarity, because when oftentimes when you're first starting out, you want to do everything, right? So, but once once you get once you get clear on your niche, niche. What is it, by the way? Is it niche or niche? I don't know. I always say niche. Niche. Okay. All right. I, I once, actually hate it. I hate the word. <laughs> okay, I'll never use it again. So you can now. As a, now we're we, gonna say, hey, girl, hey, what's your niche? Um, once you get clear on your niche you have the confidence to walk away from what's not the right fit for you. That's it, it. You know, it goes back to your own clarity and confidence in what you're doing. Like, mm -hmm. this is not what I do. This is what I do. And I'm not going to spend time trying to do this because I, I know that I want to spend my time doing this and that's what I'm going to focus on. It, it's, it's a great little full circle example, I think. Right. Yeah, I agree. Good job. What else do we have? Good job to you too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be, you know, walking the talk. I don't All want right, you to so get, do, <laughs> I don't want do you we have, she's not advocating for me. <laughs> do we have any calls to action here? We usually like to have calls to action. Yes. Okay. We do. You want to go first? Uh, no, I'm still deciding what I'm going to choose from the menu. Can you go? <laughs> yeah. So my call to action for people listening is, and this is if you're in the corporate world or if you own your own business, think about your board of directors or your tribe and think about, you know, you got to prune, you got to prune and plant, prune and plant. I, I, I was just looking through an old journal from five years ago, uh, from three years ago, actually. And 
it's amazing what I set out as to what I wanted and what I wanted to do and what I needed to get there was clearly written out in black and white. And it's three years later and I'm there. I'm, I'm living what I wanted to do. One of the things was be very mindful of who I'm spending my time with, who I'm, who I'm giving my headspace to. So I would tie that back to who, who are you hanging out with and just make sure that it's, you know, I'm not talking about your beers on the weekend or your rosés on Thursday. I'm talking about your professional network. Who are they and can they help you get closer and will they, will they help lift you up? Excellent. So I'm going to take that a step further and I'm going to say, I love this term tolerations, right? We all have these little things or people or incidences that we live with every day, right? Like whether it's a light bulb that's out or a shade that's broken, we just, but it's there and we know it's there. So maybe in your social platforms, Think about the people who maybe I had a conversation about somebody uh, just this morning with somebody about this, you know, somebody who you're connected to, they never took the time to get to know you. And all they've done is pitch you sales and join my group and share my program and all this stuff. And they have no idea who you are or what you do in your free time. Disconnect, disconnect. Three people, find them. I know you got them. We all got them. Great. That's aggressive. I love it. All right. Okay. Um, so resources, we have the book actually for this one, I think, on Mute Yourself, now available on Audible and uh, on Amazon. And um, I yeah. think that's probably it in terms of resources. But if you follow either or both of us on social media, uh, we both put out some information. We both put out information that's relevant to this particular podcast. So follow me at Nancy underscore Medoff or Nancy Medoff on LinkedIn. And how about you, Beth? I'm Beth Knauss on LinkedIn. Okay. Yes. Um, and I know we have that in the e exit tro or the outro. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that, I think that's a wrap. Yes. I'm just, I'm going to say quickly. I know sometimes when I listen to podcasts, when people are done speaking, I get out of there because I want to listen to the next podcast. And we have this in our outro, but. If you're listening to our podcast and you're a regular and you really like it, we would love for you to like, comment, and especially leave a review for us online. We could really use to get some good, solid reviews if you are enjoying the content that we're putting out there. I agree. And let us know if there's any topics you want. Absolutely. To yeah. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye, girl. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of Unmute Yourself, the podcast. We hope you found value in today's podcast. We hope you were able to take a little time for yourself and perhaps think about how you're showing up. And thank you for all of the great feedback we've been receiving. We'd love to hear more from you about what you think, the tactics you're using every day to speak up, and anything else you'd like to hear about on future episodes of Unmute Yourself, the podcast. You can contact us through our websites. Nancy can be found at nancymedoff.com and Beth can be found at thatsaspade.com. Or you can email us at unmuteyourselfthepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. We will see you next week. And until then, keep speaking up.